Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Oh yeah. This is the Keegan Odyssey part, insert number of episodes. We're we're at the stage where Kevin is at Newcastle United, he's been surrounded by uh, Cockneys. What's the word for a, a, a group of Cockneys, is there a... Is it a, a murder? A murder of Cockney. No, it's a knees-up. <laughs> it's a knees-up of Cockneys. He is. He's been surrounded on Tyneside by a knees-up of Cockneys, <laughs> um, buzzing around his head, bidding for players left, right and centre without telling him. Um, That's the Cockney way. Yeah. If you see it, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking regret it later on. Pull out a bigger roll of notes, lick the old thumb, and start counting them out until someone tells you to stop. It's the Cockney way. <laughs> so uh, he says, I was being ostracised. They didn't want my input when it came to transfers. They kept me out of the loop when it came to contract talks with Mike Lowen, Stephen Taylor, Nicky Butt, and others. They didn't even tell me who they were appointing as our academy director. Um. I tried my best to protect my players, but it was another blow to the club's self-esteem when the board decided to ditch the suits we used to wear at the games. The players liked those suits, he says. <laughs> Gaffer, we like those suits. We've all been thinking, we really like those suits, and they're ditching them. Sorry, mate, I'm just toying with some machinery. Yeah, I thought there was a mouse in. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Get Pancho from the flats in. Yeah, fucking shoot, shoot it. dead. Mouse secu- head of mouse security. <laughs> uh, just a little so, bit of. I mean, we should deal with this sort of stuff machine, off there. Head of mouse issues. But I, I do. I have been thinking now that we're bringing in extra money through various ways. We yeah. should think about getting a head of mouse issues <laughs> or mouse security or just general rodent security. Well, if you get Pancho to do it, you're already he already owes you and your family fifty five quid. So yeah, he'd be working for free for yeah. the first month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the players liked those suits we were representing Newcastle and they were proud to have the club's badge on their jackets but the people at the top thought we could save a few quid um, I tried to argue that it was important but they didn't listen and the message came back if the players wanted to wear suits they'd have to stump up the cash themselves fuck off <laughs> or wear their own suits look we wear the fucking suits around here and we dish out the money if you yeah, want to look like us, we already pay for their kits. Yeah. Why can't they wear their kits to the game? If you want to wander around dressed like us, you buy your own fucking suits, boys. After that, everyone wore truck suits and trainers. Fuck that! I would have. Do you know how I would have made a protest? I'd have turned up in fancy fucking dress. Yeah. I'd have turned up just as a medieval well, Kev would knight. have anywhere, wouldn't he? Oh yeah. And Terry Mack as well. Yeah. Um, there was the time Steve Harper, who was on the players' committee, wrote to the board. Steve Harper wrote to the board. Wow. Dear board. Yeah, got his quill out. <laughs> Dear the board. Uh, wrote to the board to point out the bonuses had not gone up for six years and asking if they could be adjusted during the summer in time for the 2008-2009 season. 
D. Steve, we've noticed you've been on the fucking bench for 11 years. <laughs> There'll be no more bonuses for you or any of the other cunts. And guess what, cunt? TTFN. Guess what, cunt? Not only are you not getting suits anymore, you, my son, are not getting a free kit either. You've got to buy your own in the club shop or turn up in your own gear from home. You're going to be like the kid who forgets his PE kit. If you come off the bench, son, you'll be playing in your pants and vest. <laughs> and also, we've taken away your car park space. <laughs> And bring a pet lad to trade it as well, because yeah. you ain't having any of our food. Um, I didn't know anything about this at first, but Steve came to see me a couple of weeks later to say the club hadn't even the decency to reply. When I raised the issue with Lambius, Lambius he waved his hand dismissively. Eh! <laughs> <laughs> Back off, Keegan. <laughs> Back off, Keegan. Can't you see I've got a nurse in a hangover here? <laughs> Fuck off. Tell that Harper cunt, that Harper Ponce, to put his fucking pen and his Basildon Bond writing set away. The flaming Ponce. What have I told everyone? No writing things down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No I've, paper trails. I've got to admit, it is a Lampard mood to write a letter. Well, yeah. I for one have had enough and I intend to write a stern letter to the board. <laughs> um... When I raised the issue with Lambais, he waved his hand dismissively. His view was that we should wait six or seven weeks into the new season before deciding whether to address it. It was Lee Charnley who let him know there were rules in place to stipulate bonus sheets had to be submitted before the season began. Our new chairman, from the world of blackjack tables and roulette machines, <laughs> didn't have a clue. Is that what it's called? A roulette machine? Well, it's a roulette wheel, isn't it? He means roulette wheel. What's that machine? <laughs> You know, the the spinning machine you put the ball in. Roulette machine, that's it. Write that down. Roulette machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so the problems mount up. He spoke to Alan Shearer about the possibility of Shearer joining the backroom staff. I had a lot of respect for Alan, who was now retired from playing. <laughs> and I told him, for his own sake, he was better off steering clear until the club was run differently. I was protecting him. <laughs> Alan, listen, I've come here to protect you, <laughs> to shield you from pain and harm. Do not attempt to re-enter Newcastle United under the current regime. You think of yourself as a tiny bird. <laughs> right. I'm here to hold you in my cupped hands. I will cup you in my hands. <laughs> Protect you from harm. Thanks all the same, like, but um, I'd rather some, you didn't hold me like that. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> um, another time, another place, it would have been marvellous to have him with us, but I wasn't even sure the people running the club would let me bring him in anyway. Alan, you don't want to come here, I said. Not now. Not with these people in the way they are. It's not right here, trust the me. The way they are. It's a fucking nightmare. You should see the way they walk. They call it the Lambeth Walk. <laughs> it's a sort of a strut. They've got their thumbs through that, these, these loops. Their lapels. Yeah, their lapels. And they just strut around. <laughs> They're always it. grinning shiftily. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> They've got mean eyes, Alan. Mean, shifty eyes that move constantly from side to side. And before I came here, I used to enjoy the music of Chaz and Dave, but now it's been piped through the through the stadium day and night. It's driving me round the bend. <laughs> I've got my beer in the sideboard here. <laughs> and it starts to go a bit weird. When I took the job, I was told we should target ambitious signings. Thierry Henry was one. <laughs> Fucking hell. 
He wasn't getting a regular start at Barcelona, and I thought there was a possibility we could coax him back to England. David Beckham, who was at LA Galaxy, was looking for a move back to Europe. And we were told Frank Lampard was having problems at Chelsea and would be interested in moving to Newcastle. Bollocks. Henri, Beckham, Lampard. This is the level of player that we're trying to sign. I don't think that Didn't get close to well. any of them. Um, I've drawn up my list of, of transfer targets, Mr Ashley. I, I trust they'll be to your liking. Here they are. Well, have you written them down? <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> the very most I expect is to have them written on the back of your end so I can wash it off later on. Or lick it off. Yeah, don't put it on fucking paper. All right, let's have a look anyway. Fuck off. See it? See it? You're right. David Beckham, I'm afraid of Have you gone mad, Keegan? <laughs> well, why not? You have to think big. You'll think you're like a cunt. Pele, Diego Maradona <laughs> and Roy Race. <laughs> You've lost your fucking marbles, in ya? We're not even going to be able to get Vic fucking Guffrey. <laughs> um, people might think they were unrealistic targets, and of course there was no guarantee whatsoever we could have signed any of them. No, there certainly wasn't, <laughs> and you didn't. Um, but if we'd had that defeatist attitude at Newcastle in my first stint as manager, we'd never have landed Alan Shearer. Um, these are the sort of category A players with Mike's backing I felt we could realistically go after the roof of St James's Park would have come off if I'd fetched Thierry Henry in Newcastle <laughs> it would have literally where come off where do you off. reckon he was Barcelona he was trying to get it was him out Barcelona right. yeah where did he go after that did he go back to Arsenal for a bit he, he he, I think he went to New York oh, he was in, yeah he was in America for and a while, then he, he might have done he did and do a little he, return he popped spell. back to Arsenal for he half an hour didn't he on loan yeah. in the gap or something yeah. like that Scored go one back. goal, I think, didn't he? Mm. Against Leeds, possibly. And uh, everyone went apeshit. You can't go back. You never go back. Different times. I heard that Thierry Henry... You know when Thierry Henry was a pundit on Sky and they made a really big deal out of it? He was on four and a half million a year, wasn't he? He was absolutely he was shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking the other day about how now Sky is amazing because rather than go for... they know, Instead of making the mistake of thinking we'll go for someone who was a very famous player and mm. that'll be enough... They think, no, let's get some... Because, you know, if they were just basing it on star quality and Premier League heritage, yeah. they probably wouldn't have Graham Souness because a lot of the younger viewers won't even... They'll have no recollection whatsoever yeah. of Souness as a manager, let alone a player. Good. Right? So, but Souness is obviously a fantastic pundit and they've let that guide them. Anyway, the best bit of gossip I heard about Thierry Henry, I read it in one of the papers, is that he, uh, when he was there... He had a his own personal coat hanger. Have you heard this one? No. He brought his own personal coat hanger uh, to Sky with him for, for to hang his jacket on when he was <sighs> I don't hell. know fucking going jacketless, and it was made out of very. It's a special coat hanger that's made out of very special handmade rare wood, right? <laughs> Presumably because it is the best for you, the fabric of your suit jacket and infuses it with a lovely natural smell. Who fucking yeah. knows, right? Personal this is what happens hanger. when you become very rich, presumably. Yeah. Anyway, it got nicked or it went missing, <laughs> right? Some clever cunt at Sky is thinking, I'm fucking I'm having, having that. that. That's Jerry Henry's fucking on eBay in hanger. 10 years' time. <laughs> right. That's my fucking pension. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Henry, <laughs> can you sign this coat hanger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks very much like my coat. No, no, this is just from Debenhams Day. <laughs> I just got this. It's, it's a five-pound coat. I've, I've been collecting coat hangers signed by footballers for many years now. <laughs> it's not your one. This well, is look, you're going to sign it or what? Just fucking sign it, will you? Sorry, I shouldn't have said it like that. That was rude of me. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> anyway. If you'd be so kind. It went missing. And because it was still quite early in his tenure where they were delighted to have him before yeah. it dawned on them that he was shit at being a pundit. Yeah. Apparently he kicked off about it and they fucking reimbursed him the 500 quid. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, imagine how much he was getting paid per appearance anyway. So he he goes, 500 quid I want back. my fucking 500 quid for yeah. that coat hanger that someone's. Was fucking... there no small print in his contract that says any items lost are not the responsibility of Sky Sports? Clearly not. You know, like when you go somewhere and it just says. Anything like, happens to you here, that's your stuff. fucking yeah. problem, mate. Yeah. Have you ever had an operation in the hospital? Not since I was seven. Well, if you have an operation in the hospital, even when I fell over pissed and broke my wrist. At Cam- on the escalators at Camden Town Tube, right? <laughs> another, another drunk Delaney story. Yeah, another drunk Delaney story. And then took myself to the hospital bravely yeah. and yeah. said, I've broken my wrist, fix it, cunts, yeah. right? <laughs> fix this, you fucking... In A and E. I got pissed up, didn't I? I fell down a fucking escalator. Oh, fucking hands hanging off. What are you going to do about it? I need that for me wanking. You're meant to be the NHS. What are you going to fucking do about it? I paid my fucking taxes, didn't I? Get it fixed. Pronto. <laughs> They make you, even for a small procedure like that, they make you sign a form that basically says, Oh, really? You might drop be dead because yeah. there's a risk. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make anyone anxious who's listening to this is about to have an operation. It's extremely small risk. But if you're going under general anaesthetic, you think it up and, and presumably better off. there's been enough cunts trying to sue the NHS. Over Plus, the as well, years. once you're under a general, the surgeons might wank on you. Yeah. That happens. Or wank you off, but oh, I don't well, think you can get No, you can't, you can't get hard on when you're Unless under general. Unless they injected your, your willy with something. Yeah, steroid. Right. A wanking steroid. Right, right, uh, do- Dr. Such and <laughs> Is such. he under yet? He's under, yes, he's fully asleep. Get the erectile injection. Inject his willy. Good. <laughs> now it's it rock hard. Oh, look at it. <laughs> I get it. Look, it's gone all big. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I get to wank it off. You film it on your Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I've got a surgical mask on, so we'll remain anonymous and we'll keep his face out of shot. We can just post this on TikTok. Don't, don't use your voice while you're doing it. Uh-huh. Don't be identifiable. Here yeah. we go. Oh, nice and slow at first. Here it is. <laughs> Dr. Wankoff, they call him. <laughs> Can't oh, believe God. that they are fucking NHS are wasting resources on wanking men off. Oh, no, imagine. When they're unsuspecting yeah. men. Yeah. And when you wake up... Because you can go private and, and get go, it done. How do you feel? How do you feel, Mr Delaney? Well, I'm all right. My wrist seems to be in the white part. It's a funny thing. My cock's been really sore. Ever since I'm like, oh, don't worry, that's perfectly normal. It's a side effect, you know, of the general anesthetic. Oh, all right, then, not to worry. So I should mention it to my mum. No, but absolutely do not. Plus, you are 39 years old. There's no requirement for you to mention any of this, Please your mother. Please focus on your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what's this is Kevin Keegan isn't it mm. where are we uh, I was getting more and more exasperated we finished 12th and I told myself we could start again over the summer and relaunch the club in my first full season but I wasn't kidding myself within a matter of weeks it was a case of feeling this is in italics my god we're going nowhere here <laughs> they'd painted such an exciting picture and barely a month in I knew it couldn't work I was surprised he had to just walked out like he used to Every week, well, first wa- time round on the John Hall. He walked out for much smaller reasons. That's what's weird. 
is that in this case he's got every fucking reason and justification mm. and almost the most patient man would mm. have walked out of a situation like this. Yeah. And yet him, the irony is with his record of impatience, he's stuck with this longer than you might have expected him to. Yeah. Um, they weren't going to bring in who I wanted. They were going to bring in who they wanted. And if I wanted to stay, I was going to have to put up with it. Um it was a mess, and it was obvious that if it continued that way much longer, it was going to end badly. He ended up um, doing them for constructive dismissal, didn't he, in the end, I think? Yeah, yeah, and I Because think he did walk out, but then he, he did a constructive dismissal. I think he would have won, and then I don't know what the legal read of this book would have been, because mm. after you do something like that, there are usually quite strict terms and conditions of them paying Clearly out. not in this case. Clearly not, or maybe he's just inviting Ashley, bring it on, mate, if you want to go for round two. <laughs> chapter 20 um, modestly entitled Trials and Tribulations but fuck me it, it, it goes right off <laughs> in this chapter the final straw at Newcastle came when the club went behind my back to sign two substandard players as a multi-million pound favour for a pair of mysterious South American agents <laughs> that's a great sentence great to open a chapter with chapter. that's great really good hmm take a seat everyone sit back drink it in um a deal that aroused so much concern in my mind that I always found it difficult to understand why the Football Association never felt it warranted a proper investigation. A little bit of grassing going on there within the pages of this book. Attention, attention, yeah. FA, are you reading this? It's all been going off at Newcastle, South American agents and everything. But Tony Jimenez had the South African, South American um, clearing that he'd bought, hadn't he, where he was growing players. So oh yeah, maybe that was yeah, something yeah. To do he was with harvesting that. players from yeah. the dead bodies of old players. That's right. Yeah, there were plenty of other occasions when it felt like Tony Jimenez and Dennis Wise, the two executives who were supposed to help me assemble a team capable of challenging at the higher end of the Premier League, were orchestrating a campaign to undermine me in just about every possible way. Jalapeno. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Jalapeño. As we approached transfer deadline day in 2008-2009, it was disconcerting to learn the club uh, wanted to sell James Milner to Aston Villa against my wishes. I mean, this I'm is disconcerted like, by that. This is 11 honest. years ago. James Milner was probably in his early 30s and his peak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to lose Milner for the simple reason he was one of our more consistent players. Certainly was. Um, he could play either side. He would operate behind the strikers. He was a fit boy. And though his final ball needed a bit of work, he could chip in with a few goals. It baffled me that they seemed so keen to sell him to another Premier League club. Um, we needed to build some bridges because Milner was unhappy about a couple of issues, not least the fact he was one of our lowest paid players. He put in a transfer request and the club had agreed not to publicise it, only to break that agreement by announcing it on the website. <laughs> <laughs> transfer transfer request, is it, James? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll keep that in house, we'll keep that to ourselves, we'll put the word out that you're available, you know, we'll see if there's any interest. I'll tell you what, we'll get some interest even quicker, we'll put it on the home page of the website, as I said. <laughs> Fucking hell. It was all a bit messy, but I was sure Milner would stay if he felt he was being treated fairly. He wanted a £7,000 a week pay rise. Not unreasonable. I want um, seven grand a week. I want a pay rise. How much? Seven, seven grand a week. Not more, not less. Exactly £7,000 a week. <laughs> Please facilitate this at the earliest opportunity. Thank you. TTFN, James Milner Esquire. Uh, instead, we had a conference call in which Jimenez announced he'd given his word to Martin O'Neill, the villa manager, that the move was going to happen. Yeah, it's too late, I'll fucking sell him. Sorry. <laughs> if only you'd come in here moments ago, we might have been able to do something. I've just come off the phone from Martin O'Neill. I've He's just, the Aston Villa manager, did you know that? I've just processed the paperwork. <laughs> He's paying in Bitcoin. You heard of that? No, I thought you wouldn't have done. There's no trial. It's fucking brilliant. Villery said I'd made a, t a £12 million bid. It was terrific money, I had to concede, but I was potentially losing one of my better players. I tried to argue against it until Dennis Wise jumped in aye, aye, to uh, announce there was a good chance we could get Bastian Schweinsteiger from Bayern Munich as Milner's replacement. Now, even, even back then, what's this, 11 years ago, Schweinsteiger will have been about 23, 24. Massive. Uh, huge player. Dennis Wise has announced he's going to get him into Newcastle from Damn Bayern Larry. Munich. Don't worry, my son. Have oh. you heard of Bastian Schweinsteiger? I've got a fucking beauty of a plan lined up. A pearler. Uh, Bastian fucking Schweinsteiger himself, <laughs> all the way from Bayern Munich. Imagine him in the tune. Uh, in the famous black and white stripes. <clears throat> Milner was a talented player, but not important enough that we couldn't swap him for a footballer with Schweinsteiger's gifts. Oh, Schweinsteiger, fantastic. He was only 23, but had established himself in the heart of the Bayern Munich midfield. Obviously, he'd come to mid-table Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, Fucking exactly. hell, man. Fucking hell. Some of the shit they've been... I mean, this goes right back, don't forget, to the first time round at Newcastle when they mm. did have success. But that was when, what's his name? Sir John Hall. Mm. Sir John, Sir John Hall. Hall. Fucking just kept flying on his private jet to, to Juventus. Yeah, and Douglas Hall up. would go in the jet, wouldn't he? Yeah. Go to Juventus, try and buy a player. All right. It's Douglas Hall. Let us in. I'm here to buy Roberto Baggio. These are the days hey, before the online... fuck off, Mr. Hall. The days before the online bids, when you had to go in person. Yeah. The queue up Fire up the jet. We're going to Juventus again. Again? We tried that last <laughs> week. We're going back. I've got an extra 20 grand. Miller's transfer duly went through, and though I was sad to see him leave. I'm sad to see you leave, James. 
I was sure we would be getting an upgrade in Schweinsteiger. Except it suddenly went quiet on that front, and somehow it all seemed a little too good to be true. I started to feel uneasy. <laughs> You've got to love his, um, his naivety at times, haven't you, and his, his boundless enthusiasm. Well, I've said before in this book, he judges other people by his own standards, yeah. which are fairly high. Yeah, because slightly he, demented. He, yeah, he's crazy, but he's positive. Yeah. And he's always surprised when people are up to shifty no good, because what he's not, he's you know, he's got his flaws like we all have, but he's not in the least bit shifty, is he? No, not at all. He's completely straight. He's straight, straight down the straight, line, isn't he? I yeah. play it with a straight bat. <laughs> um... Could I really trust these people after everything I'd learned in the previous few months to pull off a deal for one of the best players in Europe? <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, no, I could not. <laughs> we were playing at Arsenal the following day. and When we arrived at our hotel in Canary Wharf, I decided to ring Karl-Heinz Rummenigge, <laughs> the buying chief executive, to find out if we had made a bid for Schweinsteiger or if, as I was beginning to suspect, it all been a smokescreen to ease through the Milner transfer. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, replacement. Uh, yeah, we're uh, signing. Quickly looks around the room. Sees, sees a copy of, like, a fucking Panini sticker out lying on his desk. Four, four, two, um, yeah, uh, I was thinking of uh, is... Bastian Schweinsteiger from Bayern yeah. Munich. Oh, yeah, the bid's already in. Yeah. The bit, the, I did the, it online earlier. The deal's 90% done, Kev. Don't you worry, you pretty little head. <laughs> I spoke to Karl Heinz in German. <laughs> Exchanged a few pleasantries and explained mm. why I was ringing. Good to bitte. <laughs> <laughs> I was half expecting him to say I had no idea what I was talking about, but he just started laughing down the phone. <laughs> Kevin, we did receive an offer, he said. It was for five million euros. We just laughed when we saw it, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, what are your people thinking of? <laughs> we wouldn't sell Bastian Schweinsteiger for 50 million euros. We are a big club. You're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Newcastle was supposed to be a big club as well. We were also a laughing stock. <laughs> Five million euros, Kevin! Rumenigger repeated. We killed ourselves laughing! Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Kevin's poor face? He's like, Kevin was a bona fide legend in Germany. In Germany. Right? He was like yeah. a, a real legend, wasn't he? Yeah. One of their most successful ever he won European players. Player of the Year, didn't he? He was at Hamburg. I think he won it twice, didn't yeah. he? Oh, maybe once at Liverpool, once at Hamburg. Who knows? Yeah. Let's, let's just see. But, he, you know, he's, he, he was getting cheap meat from one of his teammates. He must have a shout for being the most successful ever foreign player in the Bundesliga, yeah. right? And they're fucking laughing at him. <laughs> I mean, how fucking, like, gutted must he yeah. feel about that? Yeah. What are your people thinking of? We are a big club! Huh. All right, you've made your point, Carl Hines. Oh, Laughing oh, ourselves oh, sick. Oh, but really, it is very amusing. <laughs> yes, yeah, I get, I get it. Yes, you found it very chucklesome. That's fine. Chucklesome. Oh, nine nine. It is much more than that. People, it is how you say fucking hilarious. People say us Germans have no sense of humour, but this has been quite satanic. Yeah, this is one joke that really has tickled out how you say funny bones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yes, I get the point. Let's just leave Five. it there. Five. Oh, how you say? Funf. That's how we say it here. Funf million euros. <laughs> Can you imagine what that is in Deutschmarks? 
<laughs> right, I, I'm beginning to regret I ever yeah, called. I've oh, got... no, please stay. Okay. I want to put you on speakerphone. <laughs> hey, guys, gather around. It's Kevin Keegan. He is the head coach of the team, Newcastle United. You know, Come and laugh. You know, the ones who tried to buy Schweinsteiger for £5 million. Pounds. I'm putting the phone down now. <laughs> I've got a match against Arsenal to prepare for. I'll have to go. <laughs> I felt like an idiot he says it was the equivalent of offering Barcelona 10 million for Lionel Messi a couple of days before the transfer window closed it was humiliating and made us look like amateurs which is exactly what we were I had lost James Milner a future England international as part of this fiasco key players were going out nobody was coming in and I just had one of the greats of European football laughing down the phone at me it was one of the most (laughs) it was one of the more embarrassing phone calls I had ever made tell us more about the others Kevin please (laughs) <laughs> chapter 21 my 10 most embarrassing phone calls <laughs> so uh, yeah we'd least found a new centre half in the ship of Fabrizio Colaccini um, oh, even though he wasn't my first choice when we started going through the list of possible, possible options um, yeah Colaccini was he was a bit of a he, he always reminded me of Barry Manilow Mm. When he first arrived, and he was he was shit, wasn't he? And then, but then he became good, he and at gradually one point, got decent. Yeah, at one point he was even going to take over as player manager. I don't know if you remember that story. That would have been a fucking good hell, yeah, yeah. Was that that was that possibly when John Carver got the job for a while? Or, yeah, or after John it was Carver around that time, they needed to again. find someone, yeah. and he he was a popular talisman with yeah. the players. So it's like fuck it, give he, it to him because he had big hair. Yeah. Um so he signed Colaccini he also he wanted uh, Nicholas Berdiso but uh, Kev preferred Berdiso but uh, Jeff Viteria had seen more of the two players than me I was happy to go with his recommendation try to sign Sammy Huppier as well Liverpool were letting him go for two million um, we also knew he was keen on a move because he, he'd been texting Michael Owen who was previously his teammate at Anfield Michael, Michael, can you get me a move to Newcastle? I'd really, really love to go there. It's such a funky place. <laughs> Hope you wanted a two-year contract. I heard you have a disco on the on a boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. Chinese disco. <laughs> Hope you wanted a two-year deal at 40 grand a week, which seemed reasonable, and I recommended him to the Newcastle board. I thought they would see him as a huge asset. We can get a really solid guy here, I said. Solid guy. He might be coming to the end. Not dying, just his football career. Yeah. But he knows his way around English football. He's worn Liverpool's colours with distinction, like myself. Mm-hmm. And he's the kind of organiser we need. If we put in that offer, he will come. Um, there was a 9pm conference call. What I didn't realise when I rang off was that Tony Jimenez, Dennis Wise and Derek Lambius then had a second conference call, this time without me. Classic. <laughs> and agreed to put in a £1 million bid rather than the £2 million that, that we'd agreed. Al Keegan wants to put in £2 million. My attitude is, why don't we just offer £1 million? That way, if you think about it, you've saved yourself a million quid. And we've made a million quid profit. Brilliant. <laughs> That's money you can spend out the casino. <laughs> it was another demoralising blow, but not entirely a surprise. They must have known a bid that deriser would be rejected. Stoke then came in with a 2.5 million offer and behind the scenes, the various executives at Newcastle were delighted because that meant we had no chance even if we doubled our bid. So there we are. They didn't understand the value of having a play with Huppier's experience for two years. Apparently, we also tried to sign Fabian Dell from Leeds, though I didn't know about that one either. <laughs> Fucking hell. I, I didn't know a lot of things that were going on at the club 
and then he just lists out a load of names uh, that were on the list that they I've tried always, to sign. I mean, nowadays it's sort of like quite normal and transparent that clubs have one guy who signs the players and another mm. guy who coaches them. Mm. And at some clubs, like at West Ham, there's a close relationship between the two. In fact, Pellegrini was the guy who identified and appointed the, the bloke who's the football director and does transfers, so that makes sense. But I've always thought when it's this situation where they think, well, managers come and go, but the players that we spend our money in, they're the investments, they're the assets of the club. Mm. So we can't put all of that. There's no way we can be long-term strate- strategic planners Mm -hmm. and be responsible with the club's money and investments if we're just putting it all in the hands of a coach and who's quite transient yeah all of which i think makes sense you know but what's weird is when the manager has no involvement you've basically got one bloke signing players and then bringing and then they, those players turn up at the training ground the next day, <clears> and the director of football, whoever signed them, go, t- goes over to the manager and goes, "Coach him, you cunt. <laughs> yeah, you go, coach this. <laughs> what, what is it? It's some new bloodstock. <laughs> yeah, I bought some bloodstock. Coach it. It's a defender, but it could play in midfield if you really need it to. <laughs> it's stuck in. Yeah, you let what you, they lift up his his lips to show his gums. Look. <laughs> Good healthy gums. Good stock nice, teeth. Nice wet nose. <laughs> right, that's a sign of good health. Right, then look behind his ears. He's been totally de-loused. We get, we get that done when they arrive. Like in the prisons. They have to bend over, prove they've not smuggled anything in up their arsehole. Then we cover them in de-lysing powder and hose them down. Right. Look at him. <laughs> Lovely bright eyes. No yellow in at all. <laughs> we tried to show Fabian Delph, but he came in. Turned out he had a Nokia 6310 up his <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> he, was, he was adamant that he was going to continue to make contact with some of his allies in Leeds. <laughs> By a mobile phone. We bounced him. <laughs> <laughs> we sent him straight back to Yorkshire. <laughs> um, at one point, I was told that Mike Ashley had given Jimenez three out of ten for his transfer record. <laughs> Mike, will you fancy rating me for my transfer record while I've been here at Newcastle? Not fucking do, actually, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> sit down. Free. What do you think of that? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, bet you wishing you hadn't asked me that. Yeah, I you had to be cunt. fair. <laughs> That's shit. Tell me about it. <laughs> it is shit. Think how I feel. It's my dough. <laughs> That's money that could have gone on Chinese takeaways. Jimenez <laughs> <laughs> also talked about going for Julian Lesker at England International, except he used to call him Julian. <laughs> I probably, That's actually quite funny. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been surprised. Remember, this is the guy who'd never heard of Per Mertesacker. <laughs> Keeps fucking going on about this. <laughs> Julian Lescott. <laughs> oh... We also signed Sebastian Bassong after a tip-off from an agent I knew. Bassong was 21 and cost 500 grand from Mets. I don't think he's good enough, Jeff Viteri announced. Well, Bassong won Newcastle's Player of the Year award in his first season and moved to Tottenham for £8 million the following summer. So up yours, dickhead. Jeff Viteri. <laughs> Stick that up your ass with your fucking mobile phone. <laughs> Those were the sorts of deals I knew I could pull off if the club trusted me. I have chosen not to list some of the bad ones I could have done as well. Um... And then we'll just we'll just end this episode, I think, briefly looking at uh, another signing. He says, we also brought in Jonas Gutierrez to give us an extra bit of pace. 
Gutierrez in Argentine was famous for pulling on a Spider-Man mask to celebrate his goals. He was known as El Galgo, the Greyhound, and took advantage of the Webster ruling, meaning he bought himself out of his contract with the Spanish club. He didn't have to pay a transfer fee. Hang on. He's he's known as the Greyhound, and he celebrates by putting on a Spider-Man mask. Yeah. Doesn't this bloke know anything about fucking branding? Do you know what I mean? You're known as the Greyhound, mate. Put on a Greyhound mask. Or, if you prefer... (laughs) Call yourself the Spider-Man yeah, and put on a Spider-Man other. mask. But at the moment, much. you are a walking conceptual nightmare. Your brand is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking work out what you stand for and stand for it, right? <laughs> hey, one bit of advice. Be more you, right? <laughs> at the moment, you don't know whether you're coming or going. You don't know whether you're Arthur or Martha. <laughs> but you like to dress up, and I like that. And that's so one I'll thing I you can on. get behind. <laughs> There we are, a bit of disguise stuff at the end there. Um, yeah, we'll leave it there for this one. There's plenty more to come. He's still at Newcastle in the next episode, but uh, it, it ends badly. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Say take care, friend. But seriously, thanks. No, really, we mean it. Mm-hmm.